This week on the Buzz on Business, we are sitting down with Stillwater celebrity Jared Millirons, co-founder of Stillwater's premier and first craft brewery, Iron Monk. So whether you're listening on your walk to class, drive to work, or a quick break in your day, we bring industry professionals, Spears alumni, faculty and students, and notable cowboys to you. This is the Buzz on Business. Dalton, how are you doing? I'm doing well. This is exciting. This is our first podcast back since the break and so we're excited and you know maybe we'll get more college students to listen to it because we're talking about beer <laughs> that's so. right it can never <laughs> hurt well jared it's great to have you here well, yeah thanks for having me absolutely so first of all i think uh not everybody knows your story so you can tell us a little bit about your evolution to uh, uh co-founding the iron monk absolutely yeah so i'll uh i'll start way back when i guess i'm originally from duncan oklahoma uh, my brother decided to go to OSU, and so I followed kind of in his footsteps and came to Stillwater. Got an undergrad in biology. Um, thought I wanted to go to optometry school. That's what he is. He's an optometrist, so I thought I might even follow in his footsteps that far. Decided I didn't really want to go that route and uh, ended up getting my master's in business, and that's how you and I met yep, for the first true. time. Uh, I don't know how many years ago now. A lot. <laughs> we, won't, we won't go into that. <laughs> yeah. It was a few uh, years ago. Yeah, so... Uh, after after I got my master's, I stayed in Stillwater. I uh, started teaching actually over at Northern Oklahoma College and met my business partner, Dave Monks. We taught together for quite a while and kind of my business side of things and his science side of things put the two together and we decided to take a crack at brewing and not only brewing for fun, but actually brewing for, for a business. So. So, yeah. so how did you get, how did that conversation start? So after class, once we would get done teaching, we would go have a beer at Finnegan's or somewhere here local in town. And, uh, well, we first started brewing together. He's been brewing since the nineties. And okay. so he, he introduced me to craft beer brewing and the brewing side of it just for fun. And then I think we started just looking at other States around the country that, had way more breweries than Oklahoma at the time. Oklahoma had, I think four, four, maybe five. There was a few that started at the same time. We call ourselves the fifth in the whole state. We were probably tied for fifth. There was probably two or three <laughs> of us at the same time. Who's counting? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we just, we realized that there was a need for more craft beer in Oklahoma and there wasn't one in Stillwater and we both love Stillwater and wanted to stay here. So that's how the conversation started. And then from there we started looking at real estate and kind of, went from there you know, t people probably don't remember there yeah. were some restrictive laws when you started you talk a little bit about some of those challenges absolutely yeah so when we first started there was what most people know of low point and high point um, so 3.2 percent alcohol by, by volume is considered low point that or anything below anything above that was considered high point and so you could not sell anything above 3.2 percent alcohol in a tap room or in a brewery at the time and so the way that we could get around that is we would actually well let me back up a little that was when we first started then they passed a law where tap rooms could legally give away 12 ounces of beer for free still couldn't sell it but we could give yeah. it away 12 ounces for free and so we would sell you a glass for $5 and you would get 12 ounces of beer for free. Uh, but you could only have one of them. So uh, fortunately, 
Uh, we worked with legislators and other breweries in the state, and we got that changed within, I don't remember, probably a year and a half, two years from when we, from when we opened. I remember opening and buying a glass. Yeah. <laughs> so yep. I, yep. I didn't even know that law existed, but then, mm. yeah, you helped mm. educate me like, yeah. oh. Okay. Yeah. So. A lot of people thought they were paying $5 for a beer and they were getting a free glass. <laughs> they were paying $5 for a glass and getting the free beer. Yeah. So. Right. And, you know, kind of building off the Dean's question, like, you know, there's, there's restrictions going into it, but also a lot of people are unaware of like the business side of brewing and how um, all those things have to go in. You know, if we had people at our career fair that are distillers. And so um, what does this process kind of look like of having a business and the business sides of things, getting licensing and all those different things? Because um, you have the Pistol Pete logo on some of the cans now. What does that kind of look like, the licensing, the business side of everything with those laws and reg reg uh, yeah, regulations? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I tell people it doesn't really matter if it's a brewery or if you own a cupcake shop. There's a lot to it. Um it, you know the buck stops with the owners yeah um, and so there's a lot that, there's a lot that goes into it there's a lot i think with a brewery because there is the science side of it there's the brewing side of it um, but there's also the behind the scenes the accounting and all that that any business yeah. has you know so uh, employees we're fortunate we have great employees um, but as far as the the uh, being able to use pistol p that's something we've wanted to do since day one yeah uh, and fortunately in the last year we've gotten to gotten to do that we've got what's called the 1890 original which is uh, a beer that we brew just for for um for lsu essentially it's sold across the state um, that was sent out to about 10 different breweries and we were fortunate that we were the brewery that was picked that got to that got to brew that beer and and got to use the rights of osu's logo and pistol pete and so it's it's gone really well uh, it's only in cans right now, but shortly um, we're waiting on our tap handles to get in. That's the yeah. hold up on kegs and getting it into different bars and restaurants. And bars and restaurants is getting the tap handle. And once we get that tap handle, then you're going to see it even even more. So yeah, super. What if you can even go further into the process of what it looks like to get in certain restaurants and different things, like that's got to be a tedious process. What does that look like? Yeah, it is. There's a, there's a little bit of pull and push getting into accounts. Um, there's only so much shelf space. There's only so many tap handles in a restaurant when you go mm -hmm. in. And yeah. so, so you've got to obviously make a product that, that people want, or you're not, you're not going to get in there. Mm -hmm. Um, and so fortunately we've done a pretty good job at that. And fortunately people, have a, a very strong tie to Stillwater. And so they can kind of take Stillwater with them in a way, Oklahoma City and Tulsa and different parts of the state. They can pick up our product and it, it feels like home, you know, it's, yeah. it's, we're right here in Stillwater. And so, uh, but yeah, as far as we have a, a sales team, uh, Kylie is our head of sales. She's amazing. She's out on the road almost every day trying to, trying to get bars and restaurants to, to learn about our products and to pick up our, our products right now. Uh, our head brewer, he was just down in Atoka, uh, Reva McIntyre's opening a new restaurant. Yeah. And so we're hopefully going to get the 1890 in there and then maybe even brew a special beer. I don't know what we'll call it, but maybe Reva's, Reva's <laughs> yeah. Red or something. That's, no, you know. that's really cool yeah. too. Like uh, I yeah. actually, funny story, I can't disclose uh, the winery, but one of my friend's wineries, uh, Reva approached them about getting their wine in there. Yeah. So it's like they're going through that same process. Yep. So that's really cool. It's a fun process and it's fun to build those relationships, but, but it's tedious sometimes. And sometimes you win some, you lose some and, and you hope once you get your product in those places that, that people like it enough and it, and it sticks, you know?
Yeah, and um, I, I think it's really cool how y'all got the logo because that's really like staying loyal and true even to the beer you drink. You yeah. know, that's that like that's really cool that you can do that. You know, once you know you graduate, you're like, oh, like this is literally OSU yeah. beer. Like this is a really cool, cool experience on game days too. It was. We were the first in the Big Twelve to to build a partnership like this uh, yeah. with a university, and so it was. It was really exciting. It was fun working with everybody at OSU to get this done, and and I think we I think we nailed it on the can. There's been some universities that have followed suit after us that mm -hmm. we see it and obviously we're a little partial <laughs> but we think we nailed it you know so uh, i didn't realize that there was somewhat of a competition yeah there it, this was opened up to about 10 different breweries i didn't know that uh, and so it was a it was a process and it was a we wanted it we, we went to bat hard so <laughs> um but it's been good like i said it's been great working with the guys over in athletics um the people at the university to get it done so it just makes sense i'm an osu grad um everybody that works at iron monk has ties to osu uh, my business partner he didn't graduate from osu but he did a lot of research when he was working on his phd he did research at osu and but every bartender is an osu either grad or student yeah um our head brewer trenton he is die hard osu you talk about bleed orange that guy, I think he told me he's missed one football game in 17 years or wow. something. Wow. So he grew up in Morrison, so he's local. It's just, <laughs> it's just who we are. So I think it's interesting. Uh, one of your wait staff, she's a, a grad student in ag, but she's studying hops. Yep. Oh yeah, Katie. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was just great talking with her. That yeah, she's yeah. researching that and showed us some of the pictures. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. We've even used some and just some of our small batch stuff. So every Thursday we try to release a new right. beer in the tap room and so we've even used some of those hops that she's harvested uh, for small batch just fun stuff that's the fun part of it so that's cool yeah, yeah. there's some there's some more aspects to what y'all do and kind of the things y'all do inside the tap room can you kind of explain like the tours like everyone i hear is like as soon as you turn 21 you got to go to iron monk and go on the tour so that's something i'm planning on doing once i turn 21 and everyone tells me can you kind of give me like kind of a rundown or a little taste of what that would be like oh yeah absolutely so we we try to do something um saturdays or tours um wednesdays we do trivia thursdays we try to do live music we have comedians come in sometimes on saturdays so we try to have something different days of the week at the same time we also try to you know give you days that it's not loud and you can come in and enjoy you know just company of whoever you want to be with friends family whatever uh, but a tour we do on saturdays at three o'clock uh, you come in it's only $15. You get a flight. So if you're not familiar with the flight, it's four different samples of any four beers that you choose. And then you do get a free glass that you take home. And then you get to go in the back and see exactly how the brews, how the beer is brewed, um, how we package the beer, how we keg the beer, all the tanks that we use, the grain you get to use. You, used to, we would let you taste the grain. After COVID, we kind of stopped passing around yeah. the grain for people to try. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, but the hops, the yeast, we, we talk about from start to finish, everything from, I mean, from the very beginning to the very end, it's all done right there at our location. So by the end of it, I'll be able to brew my own beer, right? You probably could. You could try. <laughs> yeah. Just don't steal any grain, all right? It's yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, one thing you, you and I talked a while back, uh, what I thought was interesting, you said the craft brewery is really a, a, a helpful and supportive community. Can you talk a little bit about that when you got started? For and sure. What you now pay forward to. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. We, uh, it caught us off guard. So when Dave and I first started, just very first 
homework we were doing about breweries and different things, uh, we figured out really quick. We thought when we were going to open, there only was, like I said, four or five breweries in the whole state. We didn't think they were going to want to help us. We thought this is yeah. competition. They're going to see us as competition. And if we had any questions or anything, they were going to, you know, <laughs> maybe point us in the wrong direction. <laughs> even, you know, right. But it was the exact opposite. Uh, they couldn't have been more helpful. And we even went to Texas. We brewed on some, some different systems. Uh, we were trying to figure out what system we wanted to purchase. Uh, ours came from Canada, uh, British Columbia. And so we went and brewed on a few different systems around just to see what we liked. And every brewery we went to, they were nothing but helpful. And I think the perception, well, I know the perception now, but when I was back then, I was thinking the perception is kind of rising tide floats all boats. The big guys, the Miller Coors, the Budweiser's, they still own vast majority of the market share. So there's this huge market out there that's still available for craft breweries. So we all kind of see it as if, if we can convince or uh, get people to start trying this other style, this craft stuff that's brewed locally, uh, that they're going to enjoy it, they're going to like it, and they're going to buy from other craft breweries. Most people aren't loyal to one craft brewery. They're loyal to craft breweries in general. Yeah. You want to go, when you're on vacation, when you're out of town, you want to try other, you know, other local stuff. And so it was very, it was very pleasant to to figure that out from the beginning that these guys are here to help us and they're not here to, you know, push us down at all. So. Yeah, and that, and that's a big part of business is understanding your customer segment and understanding who you're trying to target, and you know that comes through you know research and doing those things. Um, what things did you might have might have learned in your MBA that you kind of transferred over um, into understanding customers, um, into business outreach, uh, development, research, all that? Yeah, one of the most thing, one of the biggest things I learned from my MBA. So my undergrad was biology. Um, we didn't have to present, we didn't have to network, we didn't have yeah. to really communicate <laughs> with people as much being a science, um, science major. And so when I first got into the MBA program, believe it or not, I was scared to death. My first few classes, like my professors were talking about all these presentations and stuff and it, it terrified me. And so, um, and then I became a professor after that and started talking in front of people all the yeah. time. So. Believe it or not, that's what I took away probably more than anything from my MBA is just being able to communicate, network, um, speak in front of people and build relationships. So it, not that the other things, the marketing, the accounting, the finance wasn't important as well, because I did take a lot away from that. But I would say the number one thing would be communication, networking, those kind of things. So. It turns out a little bit. You've got some really cool design in your cans and your T-shirts. How do you come up with that? So early on, Dave and I, uh, we would work on it together, and we would we had a graphic designer that that kind of built our logo, designed our logo, and then he also designed some of the original stuff like Stilly Wheat, um, Velvet Antler Amber, those cans, and then we've got his name's Dallas. I don't even know how we came in contact with him, but. <laughs> He was a, a graphic designer for Kicker, mm -hmm. and um, he's worked with us ever since. And so we try to we try to tell him the best we can what our ideas are, are, and then he he puts them in you know on paper and in graphic design. So, um, so yeah, that he's our main guy, and we've we've done a few other things. We've done some projects with the university. So I don't know if you've had. I'm, I'm sure you've had the nine mm -hmm. IPA. 
but we did a graphic design competition with one of the classes and this kid did an amazing job had a cool story on the back of it and everything and he came up with all that on his own and so he got first place and so we used that as a year-round beer we thought we were only going to use his but the second place the girl that got second place she did a great job too so we used hers as like a seasonal or a one-off that we did a while back um so it's kind of a variety uh we've got a new a new beer coming out it's called two sevens and so there's 77 counties in oklahoma and so we've named this ipa two sevens and uh it's it's a different graphic designer that's actually going to do that one for us and it's it turned out really cool it's got all kinds of oklahoma ties to it so that one's coming up here in the next few months. Well, I appreciate it. You've, you've helped us out with Christmas gifts for our sons. So yeah, that's right. <laughs> so your shirts are being worn in Des Moines, Iowa, and Chicago. I okay. want you to know okay. that. So Yeah, that's awesome. And, you know, you're clearly passionate about this industry and, you know, creating an environment where people can truly have fellowship and really get to know each other and have those moments where, you know, they're just enjoying something um, of, of beverage and also with those people. Where did you develop your passion for this? Where did, where did you start to see that? Oh, I mean, I've always loved, my passion was never biology um, or science for, for that matter, not even, even the science. It's when I, when I got probably into the MBA program and then I quickly, I actually bought some rental property before I even finished my MBA program. And so I'm just geared that way. I love business. Um, my business partner his passion is more the beer being completely transparent and honest my passion isn't the beer as much as it is the business i do love the beer and i love that aspect of it and i'm glad i don't make cupcakes i'm glad i <laughs> make beer um it's a lot of fun and the industry is so fun so it, it's all tied together it's all tied together yeah. the the business side, side of it is what i really love um but then tying that in with just the the craft beer industry, I, I've never seen anything else like it. It's just, uh, like I said, there's we don't see each other as competitors and and we get to go to all these events and these beer festivals and different things and and always making new things. So it's, it's a combination. So, so talk about competition, but clearly there's a lot more competition now yeah. than there was when you started. So can you talk a little bit about how the industry's changed and how you've changed to try to adapt to it? Absolutely, yeah, so we're fortunate we're fortunate we started when we did. Um, the biggest reason that there is a competition, there is competition now that, that there could be a holdback for us is, it's what I mentioned earlier, shelf space, it's, uh, it's tap handles in different bars and restaurants. We've built really good relationships with our distributors. And so that's a really key in this industry is these distributors have their kind of main local breweries that they're gonna distribute they're not going to probably keep adding and adding and adding eventually they're they're going to stop adding more and more breweries and so uh relationships are really how we we've we've adapted we've changed our distributors over the years to to find the best fit for us and uh that's been a huge a huge key factor in in succeeding as much as we have is getting across the whole state and having good relationships for people to get those beers in people's hands yeah, because I can imagine, yeah, it's, having those relationships have paid dividends later on. Yeah. Because now, you're right, there are a lot more players in even locally and even mm. the state than there was when you guys started. Yeah, yeah. And we're still adapting. I mean, there's 
craft beer, there's, uh, you know, there's trends and there's things that are, there's fads in craft beer, you know, there's sure. sour beers were really popular a few years ago. Uh, big, huge imperial barrel aged stouts are, you know, they kind of, they're always popular, but they're more popular at certain times. IPA is one of the number one styles of craft beer ever. And, and, you know, that even comes and goes, there's clear beers that are not that long ago. There's cloudy beers, you know, that are actually popular. If you ever had a cloudy beer five, six years ago, people thought you messed up and you did something <laughs> wrong. <laughs> and now they're making them, they're making them cloudy. Um, hazy ipas they're making them that way on purpose you know and so so we uh we've got to always we've always got to keep that you know on the radar too is come out with something that the people want yeah something i always like to ask our guests especially the ones that have a, an experience with spears is kind of like what was super what stuck out to you about spears what was uh, a moment where you maybe thought it was personal or just something you really enjoyed about spears yeah, so it's funny. I was thinking about this before we before I came up here today, and uh, I didn't even know anything about Spear School of Business. I didn't know anything about an MBA. I didn't even. I, I just assumed if you're going to get your master's in business, you had to have an undergrad in business. I had no idea. So I was sitting and I took an elective. It was Manzer's marketing class, and I'm sitting there in class. It's probably three quarters of the way through the semester. And uh, he said, by the way, the MBA program is looking for students, you know, blah, 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 something. And he, he said, and they're looking for non-traditional students that don't have an undergrad in business or something like that. And I was like, what? Well, at this time, I was still applying to optometry school. Uh, it was my junior year. And so it was like, well, I guess I can give that a shot. You know, I can at least apply <laughs> yeah. and see if I get in. And so, so sure enough, I applied and uh, I got accepted. And like I said, I was nervous because... I didn't know anything about, I didn't have any undergrad in business at all, any prerequisites, nothing. It was just all new to me. So, uh, but, but no, I loved it and it's where I needed to be. It's where I wanted to be. Uh, like I said, it, the biology and the sciences, I'm glad I have that background, but that wasn't my passion. My passion yeah. was the, the business side of it. So. For sure. So looking forward, what do you see uh, for yourself and Iron Monk? Yeah. So uh, on personal note, uh, my wife and I, she's pregnant. And so it'll be, we're going to have our first well, kid. Congratulations. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I uh, found out it's a boy. So pretty, pretty pumped about that. So that's my future, you know, moving forward personally yeah. is starting family and uh, super excited about that. As far as Iron Monk goes, um, you know, we're going to keep moving forward with this 1890. This is kind of our big focus this year. And uh, we're we're about to release a new baseball themed 1890. Can. That's awesome. Yeah, they're supposed to arrive actually today or tomorrow. Uh, they might be arriving as we speak. So, <laughs> uh, but pretty pretty excited about that. So you're going to see that can at all the baseball and softball games. Let's go. Um, so it's a kind of a retro throwback, just old school. It's got swinging Pete on it, uh, hitting Pete, I guess I should say. Swinging Pete's the golf. Uh, but, and hopefully one day we'll have a golf can, uh, we want to do a wrestling can. So as far as the future of the 1890 and that partnership with OSU, there's a lot, there's a lot coming down the pipe with that. We're excited. And like I said, we're so excited to get it on draft and get it to yeah. different accounts across the state. So I, I just got to tell you, anytime I, I go, if to other someplace other than iron monk i feel disloyal I, I, I want you to know that jared there's a part of me that feels oh, really no, guilty no, so. no. hey yeah. i 
I still go to other breweries. If I'm on vacation, I love to go check out what other people are doing. So. Well, if I'm out of town, that's okay. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll abide by it. But anything yeah. within a driving radius, I'll, I'll feel oh, yeah. guilty about it. And that's it. the power of personal. Sorry, I had to get in there. I had to. I, I'm making a challenge every uh, But, episode. you know, I think, you know, for our family, too, it, you know, you guys started here. We feel like we've yeah. kind of grown along with you. Oh, you've so been a great uh, customer for, for a long time. Well, don't tell people that. Oh, <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> But we did. I remember going in and get buying the glass, oh, yeah. right, and oh, yeah. beat you educating me about why that was the case. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, but you know, the boys once they got old enough and everything. Yeah. So when yeah. they come home, that's we always have to go there. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. To uh, to stock up. So well, uh, we appreciate it. We really do. So. All right. Well, Jared, thank you so much for being here. You want to take yeah, us on out? I will. Thank you for listening to the Buzz on Business. Be sure to follow us on social media at Spears Business OSU. If you or someone you know have any interesting business stories or insight, please send us a DM. Until next time, this is the Buzz on Business.